On August 21st, the United States will be treated to a total solar eclipse, one that will span the country from sea to shining sea. It'll be the first time that's happened in nearly 100 years. begins today. on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. That's the right. topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, no. psychological, no. or professional advice. No. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Hallelujah. And now, here's your host, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, The Monty Man. I wouldn't lie to you, baby. I'm telling you the truth, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good guys, bad boys, we're all the same. Saved by grace is the name of the game. Turn around, hit the ground. Time to lay your burden down. Welcome to the Take 12. <laughs> 
Recovery Radio Show. How long did you spend on that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but as long as the eclipse took. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. If you're tuning into the show right now and it is right after the eclipse, you are crazy. You are crazy, crazy for looking at. Did you look at the sun without your glasses on? Did you out there All the time. in listener land? All the time. Yeah, Tony kept listening. Tony kept. Doing. I almost went blind. So Tony, Tony is here. Good morning. Tony is here. Yes. Denver's here. Morning, evening, or somewhere. Mark is here. <laughs> yes, sir. And James and Cassie are here. You guys say hi in the background. Hello. 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 James and Cassie are our special guests in the studio well. today. And uh, James is, is uh, Tony's uh, S.O., I guess you would say, in recovery land. Significant other. Oh, I was right? like, what does that even mean? So, so. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so yes. he talks, you go, so. But he's been in your crawl space, so you know him better than James him. has been in my crawl space. <laughs> he's, he knows my upstairs. Yes. <laughs> James works for, for Mike's Heating and Air Conditioning. You know, they didn't pay me to say that. Uh, so he's been up in our attic. Attic? 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 Attic. Attic? Attic. Drug addict? With a Attic. K. Attic? <laughs> Enough. <laughs> yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy. Well, the topic this week is what eclipses your recovery. We're going to be talking about things that may uh, overshadow. I've got 10 top ones uh, that we can talk about uh, your own recovery. But um, yeah, so uh, interesting events that just took place. That was cool. Outside of the studio. That was really cool. We just so your thoughts. Let's chime in. What, what are your What are your thoughts, Marv? What do you think? I don't know. Pretty cool. <laughs> Marv's like, like I'm, I'm so good. excited. <laughs> I just can't hide it. <laughs> Tony, what do you think? What I think? What do you think? Glad I didn't go blind. Wasn't that a trip? It was cool. It was a it trip. Was really cool. It's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't gone blind yet. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I almost did. So Jesus didn't come back. Aliens didn't attack the <laughs> earth. You know, Denver. What do you think of the whole thing? It's short, but uh, yeah, it was cool. It's very, uh, very pretty. Once in a lifetime thing for me. Okay, yeah. Some of the best things are short, like me. I agree. That's right. <laughs> I agree. Stop right there. Uh-oh. Oh, it's time for Monty Man's Weekly Wine. That's right. It is time for my Weekly Wine. And uh, we had two things to whine about. Uh, I'm going to do mine first, and Tony's going to talk about hers. Um, so listen, uh, you know, we are living in a world uh, recently where people want to just tear down everything. We got people tearing down oh. statues. We got people tearing down posters. We got people tearing this, blah, 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 blah. protest, protest, protest. There was a time when everybody was lawsuit happy. Remember that? Everybody was suing people for everything. Oh, yeah. Well, now they're protest happy. Oh, Lord. You know, people are protesting the manner in which they use the private facilities. I mean, from everything from that all the way to, ready for it? Ready for it? <laughs> I know what you're going to say. People were protesting the eclipse. <laughs> totally on board. Somebody <laughs> needs to pull the needle out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, pull the needle out of your head. So there was a news report. How can you like do that? It's like God's work. You can't even protest that. I guess we just hit a new boredom. <laughs> you know, people protesting the eclipse. You know, they all gathered together in downtown Portland. <laughs> what is it, you know, Portland? Yeah, well, oh. <laughs> of course, it's Portland. Oops. Keep Portland weird. It's no problem doing that. What are you going to protest? I have nothing to pro- Oh, I'll protest the eclipse. <laughs> I have nothing better to do with my time. Being being bored is a sure sign you're thinking of yourself. It isn't it? It really is. So I don't I don't get it. 
I really don't get it. So how'd that work for you? Eclipse stopped, did it? Yeah. It stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As we roll on. Yeah, the moon and the sun said, oh, we're listening. <laughs> what do you think they're doing now? Pull your mic. They're too. probably rioting e- up eat there. Eat your mic there, Tony. Pull I said mic. they're probably rioting up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The sun's going, hey, you see those idiots down there? The moon's going on telling you. Say, where are they going to protest They're probably bashing windows and stuff right now. They're going to protest that the eclipse too 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 long, too long. or error was too <laughs> too short. Say it. Too short. Too short. And by the way, now nah, I'm not going to go there. We'll go there next time. All right. So Tony's got a wine though. Tony it is the queen of the golden like a arches. List. Tony Tony works at the golden arches. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that that keeps us out of trouble. The golden arches. <laughs> All right. And you've been working there for how long? Uh, seven years in September. Seven years. That's a long time. That's too And long. you've gotten awards and, and, and recognition and all sorts of things. Yeah, because and I, you're... now I make minimum wage seven years later. So yeah, yeah, you make, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what happens when you raise the minimum wage. Mm-hmm. People that were making more, that deserve more, are now making minimum wage. <laughs> and I'm yes. part of that group. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, so, okay. Talk to us about your weekly wine. Okay, so my weekly wine is more like a list because let me tell you about drive-through etiquette. Mm-hmm. Number one, which is the most annoying, do not smoke through the drive-through. I'm a light smoker, but do not smoke through the drive-through. It's nasty. People smoking, smoking while it, in a the lot of stuff. I've seen a lot of stuff: meth, cigarettes, <laughs> weed, the old meth pipe, huh? <laughs> yeah. people oh. smoking meth while going through the drive-through. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Got to eat and run. That happened like two months ago. <laughs> that puts a whole new spin yes. on fast food, right? Yeah. Um, having your loud oh, loud chihuahua coming through or your dog that barks. Yeah. Coming up to the speaker and saying hello before we ever get a chance to actually say hi to you first. Right. Um, what else is there? Oh, talking on your cell phone while we're sitting there waiting for you to order. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, my God. That's so annoying. So annoying. They're like, can you hold, please? I'm like. What? <laughs> they do. <laughs> no. I'm, no, yes. I cannot hold. I'm like, why don't you just park and come in? It is. <laughs> Moron. <laughs> no, and we have to wait for them, which sucks. And my last one would be, oh, having, oh, God, loud kids. That Loud don't kids. Shut up. Be parents. So they're in the Teach background screaming. Oh, my God. And you yeah. can't hear the... Who, yeah. And then saying. they get mad at you because you can't hear them. So I was in the drive-thru at your five facility one, one time. Mm-hmm. And the lady ahead of me was on her cell phone. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. Yes. And I'm waiting. And so I honk and she flips me off. Oh, that was another one. She, she honk, but, but there was nobody in front of her. Oh, there I know. Two cars had already See, that's left. that's like two and one. Right? And she's on her phone, which goes back to the stupid... Smartphone thing again, texting while driving, texting while fast fooding. I don't know about that one because you can't see them. You can't see, but 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 you've seen them pull up to the thing and they're on their phone Mm -hmm. talking while you're trying to communicate with them. Yeah, and they're like, "Can you hold?" I'm like, "You're in my drive-through, really." (laughs) (laughs) We are not. Did you ever? Did you ever? I can come in. Have you ever had anybody unhappy with their order and throw it back at you? No. That's not happening yet. Don't let that happen yeah. because I will throw it right back at them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so I'm that's a- my wife. Anxious for that day. Yeah, I am. 
<laughs> You're gonna do it too. No, no, I don't care to have food thrown I'll at me. I'll be like, me, never but, don't. But so that, one of our one of our yeah. employees at at or one of our interns at Teen Challenge last year came up to your drive-through and said, "Why are you mad at me?" Remember? I still don't remember who that is. There was Travis. Oh, Travis. Yeah, he's just joking around. He goes, "Why are you uh, mad at me? Why are you mad at me for?" You're gonna have to get a picture of him because I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember the conversation. I just don't remember the face. Yeah. So yeah, that's my wine. That's it. That's your wine. Okay, drive-through wine. Go, I, I could go longer, but I won't. So if you have a if you have a weekly wine, you have something you'd like to whine about, please email me here at take12radio at comcast.net, and uh, we'll talk about it. We'll whine about maybe. it. Maybe. With you. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Disclaimer there. Maybe, maybe we will. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. All right. Um, so uh, we're going to uh, take a short break. When we come back, we get some goodies. Don't go away. Don't eclipse the show. <laughs> Don't eclipse the show. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay your burden down. When I got back from Iraq, I just couldn't shake the guilt that I came home and 34 other men did not. There isn't a drink or a drug out there that could touch that kind of pain. Believe me, I tried. But when I heard a Teen Challenge story on the radio, I finally decided to get help. This program did for me what nothing else seemed to be able to do. It gave me hope. Now I can finally move on and live my life in a way that honors those who lost theirs. To locate a Teen Challenge Center near you or for more information, visit TeenChallengeUSA.com. He's insane. He's a control freak. So, what's your point? It's the Monty Man. At Take12Radio.com on your internet dial. Well, zippity doo and zippity day, it's time to play everybody's favorite game show, Take 12 Trivia. And today, it's all about... The eclipse. I knew it. And all the stupid hype and stuff and <laughs> all the stuff and stupid hype around the eclipse. So, yeah. So, take it away, <laughs> the Monty Man. Yes. Thank you, Cecil. And uh, Take 12 uh, Trivia is brought to you by the uh, 12-Step Gazette, award-winning recovery magazine. Uh, please visit their web- website at 12-Step, or yes, 12stepgazette.com. All right. Uh, stupid things that were predicted to happen <laughs> days before the solar eclipse or during. All right. So there's, there's three categories here. This is category number one. All right. Which one of these was actually predicted to happen? Two of them were not uh, that we know of. <laughs> One of them was, uh, number one, Jesus would return and the tribulation would begin. Number two, the northern coastline would experience a tsunami. Or three, Elvis would make an appearance. <laughs> Predicted by who? Are you serious? <laughs> the Inquirer? That's what happens when you smoke meth through the drive through <laughs> <laughs> What do you think? Jesus would come back, the north coast would experience a tsunami, or Elvis would show up. I say B. B, the north, north northern coastline would experience a tsunami. What do you think, Marv? Ah, come on. <laughs> we all okay, Elvis is going to show up. 
We we all want the horn to sound in our favor. It's going to be B, but I was really hoping for it's probably C. C. Well, Elvis. actually, actually, uh, it was predicted that Jesus would return and the tribulation would begin by many, really? many, 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 many people. Yes, yeah, yeah. Never heard that. Yeah. So you guys got it wrong. It's almost like Elvis wow. to make an appearance. Wow. That would be cool. Yeah. All right, here's category number two. Which one of these actually happened? Uh, number one, the traffic on Interstate 5 between Eugene and Portland would be backed up so bad that looting would occur on the freeway. <laughs> what would they loot? That, that, was that predicted? <laughs> or? <laughs> what, what's on the freeway? There's nothing. Or number two, uh, there would be so much weight on Highway 101 between Newport and Lincoln City that the roads would collapse and cars would fall into the ocean. That was the second one that could have been predicted. Number three, tourists from the Orient would take over the coastline and we would oh, have to learn Japanese <laughs> and Chinese. Oh, oh where do so you come what do you think? up with this? What do you, what do you, I'm a, I'm a, I'll go along with the I-5 deal. I, the I-5 time. deal? Okay. I'm what do you going. think? Cassie, what do you think? Yell it out there. What do you think? I don't know. You don't know? What do you think, James? I-5. I-5? <laughs> Broken highway. Why would they loot, though? From the coast. Well, you guys are correct. Uh, It was predicted that there'd be so much weight on Highway 101 between Newport and Lincoln City that the roads would collapse and cars would literally fall into the ditches. Yeah. 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 They did. They did. There was a whole committee in Lincoln City that was prepared for that (laughs) to happen. We haven't got words yet. No, we haven't. Well, wait a minute. We kind of did because they were saying on the radio that the coast is upset because not many people showed up. No, not many oh, yeah. people. What? I thought they were sold out. No. No. We wow. heard that a lot of glasses have been bought, and they didn't get bought. They were, <laughs> really? They were purchased for this purpose, and now one they sit guy, guy the next eclipse. Uh, I'm sorry. One guy was talking about he bought a 1,000... Uh, German sausages, a thousand what? hot dogs, what? and a thousand hamburgers, and he right? sold two hot dogs yesterday. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, my son, my son Colin is engaged to the daughter of the regional manager for Elmer's Restaurants, and her office is here in Albany, and they purchase literally thousands and thousands of dollars of extra food, and it's not needed. <laughs> hey, and, if they're the strawberry crepes, they can give them to me. So, oh, I love those. Oh, my God. So, okay. you know, what happens is this affects a lot of people. We talked about that. Marv, you were, you were going to – remember you talked about the effect? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. hold that thought. Right after we do this third one, I want you to share about that. Um, here's number three. This is, the thir- this is the third and last chance. <laughs> Which one of these was actually predicted? Uh, number one, fire would begin to fall out of heaven. <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, my God. Number two, grocery stores would completely run out of food and we would starve to death. <laughs> or three, restaurant chains would actually close their doors in fear of not being able to accommodate their customers. Okay. Fire from heaven because they <laughs> predicted that uh, Jesus was coming. I all, guess. It all I ties no, together. Jesus so. did not bring fire, fire. Fire from the sky. No, Jesus does not bring fire. How do you, yeah, how do you need know? to read your Bible. <laughs> need to read your Bible. He parts waters. Nah, he's not going to destroy the world not, with a flood. And, not, again. Not, not this go round. Not this go round. No. I say B. B. Grocery stores would completely run out of food, and we would starve to death. Yes. Yeah. What do you think, Marv? I'm going to go with A. 
A, fire would uh, come out of heaven. Well, actually, no. it was uh, three. Restaurant chains would actually close their doors in fear of not being able to accommodate their customers. We and in fact, it. a couple of them did do that. Really? Yeah, on the coast. Yeah. Yeah, we got a friend that yeah. lives over there, and he says they were they were so concerned that they would have so many people that there would be rioting and everything, so they decided we're just not even going to open. Wow. Yeah. Once again, the results are not in. They're writing. Yeah, the results are not uh, not in. But I will tell you, there's been an awful lot of hype, unnecessary hype, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, the traffic, there was no traffic going to Salem on Saturday to go see uh, Matthew West and Mercy Me and Mac Powell. There was no traffic going there or coming back. There was no traffic. People going to the coast coming back. No traffic. No problems. Um, but today I did it's, see some of the aerial shots of the freeways and stuff where people w- were pulled over, it's, you know. It's a little different this morning. Th- this morning's a little different. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. Pe- there's people out parked and uh, tripods are set up, bathroom lines are long. Right. Yeah, so you stood in a ba- – or you tried to stand in a bathroom <laughs> line. I didn't stand long. That's for sure. At Fred Myers, right? Uh-huh. You were, yeah. I pulled in there and uh, was going to use their restroom and I walked around the corner and there's a line. And I'm thinking, mm-mm. So I went to our local, uh, another convenience store, <laughs> right? And uh, walked in, got the key, went, did my business, turned the key in, came on over. But yeah, there are, and there was uh, tripods out in the parking lot. I came in from shed out there in the pasture land. There's two or three motor coaches parked out there with tripods set up. Right, they're, they're sitting in the chair about an hour and a half early. I'm thinking, man, you got a long way. <laughs> What's a tripod? A tripod? Uh-huh. It's, it's with- a three-legged anything. Uh, in this case, for cameras to sit on. Oh. You know, kind of like my camera thing I have behind the door that I've used. Oh, with the webcam thing? Three, yeah. Okay. So tripod is Greek. Trapeza. It means three-legged stool or table. Just didn't go to Starbucks. It was right there. Do what? Starbucks had a bathroom. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I had to make a, a stop at this other store. Oh, okay. They, yeah. they have a lot of dollar items. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say the name, but a lot of dollars. So, Marv, talk to us about what you were talking about. About the eclipse affecting or all the hype and everything. Well, yeah, this was something I heard on the news coming into town that how it was going to affect uh, irrigation in eastern Oregon for the you know the big hay farmers, potatoes and stuff like that. Right. That the circular uh, irrigation systems are actually controlled by cell phones, and they're th- they're thinking that towers are going to be so overloaded. It's going to shut down irrigation control. Wow. All because people are freaking out or they're communicating yeah, with each other. and uh, Photographs. Right. Over, all at one time. like that. Yeah. Interesting. It's amazing how things have a, a chain reaction, have a domino effect, and one thing affects another, affects another, affects another. So here, here's the thing that I think is just absolutely just wonderful, hmm. absolutely wonderful, is that we were able to stand outside, not pay a penny. <laughs> And look up in the sky. People get mad because I put that on my Facebook. They're like, well, it's worth it. I'm like, no, I can go outside and not pay anything. Not pay. <laughs> it's over blessed. thousands of dollars to come see two minutes. Yeah. That's what the news is for. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so that does it for Take Tour Trivia for this week. Oh, but check this out. Listen to this. Our top story today will experience a rare total eclipse of the sun. 
The solar eclipse is like a woman breastfeeding in a restaurant. What? It's free, it's beautiful, but under no circumstances <laughs> oh should you look at it. <laughs> That's Flanders. That's Flanders, yeah. <laughs> Flanders. Flanders. From um, uh, The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, it's free, but beautiful, but oh, you should not look at it. <laughs> had to throw that in there. Just had to. Hey, listen, uh, coming up uh, coming up on, uh, is the 5th Annual Conquering Grounds Music Fest 2017, a benefit to help fight addiction. And this will uh, this is free, by the way. It's September 9th from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, at the uh, Christian Life Center at 3100 Galloway Road in Bensalem, Pennsylvania. The cantinas will be there, KG52 and 424. For more information, visit musicfest2017.org. And then uh, not long after that, Take 12 Radio will be at the 16th Annual Clark County Recovery Forum hosted by Southwest Washington Recovery Coalition. That'll be Saturday, September 16th from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. at Clark College, Vancouver, Washington. Mm-hmm. And we'll all be there. Uh, won't we? Yes. Yes. Tony be there. Won't we, Denver? Yes, I hope so. Yes, if we can get the time off. You betcha. We'll be there with our Take 12 t-shirts on. and I work when they say work. Yeah, oh, they okay. do. So we're going to all try to be there. Uh, Marv, uh, you need to come. Bring your horse. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the invite. Saddle up the horse. If we can get Mark to, uh, Marv to come, he can sit at the booth and give you cowboy wisdom. Uh, there's there's that. And then the 6th Annual Hope Fest. His grace is enough for you. Saturday, October 14th. Take 12 Radio will be there as well from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. in the beautiful Prescott Courthouse Plaza in Prescott, Arizona. Uh, so make sure you uh, talk to the Monty Man. He'll be walking around with his microphone. Uh, along with some other folks. Uh, live music, local and national recording artists, guest speakers, Free Family Fun Zone, the Hope Search Community Resource Fair, food vendors, and more. Whew. All at the 6th Annual Hope Fest on Saturday, October 14th. There you go. That's it for announcements <laughs> for today. Um, all right, we already did the um, breastfeeding bit. <laughs> so let's get to our topic. So our, our topic this week... Is uh, what eclipses your recovery? So I've got uh, ten that I came up with, and uh, anybody can chime in. Um, number one, uh, getting a job way too soon, way too soon. Um, so let me give you an example. Uh, I've sponsored many men in my twelve-step fellowship, and one of the questions I ask of them is, uh, when I first meet them, is, "Do you have to work right now?" Mm-hmm. And on occasion, they will say, no, I, actually, I don't. I say, okay, then don't. Because we want to spend as much time as we can working uh, on your 12-step program, working on getting plugged into a uh, recovery meeting or fellowship, and developing a uh, spiritual relationship with your creator. That's what we want to work on. And if you can stay away from getting employed at the moment, few can, but if you can, and there's been a couple of people that they've got finances and they can do it. Do it. And so what happens a lot of times is they'll ignore that. They'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And then two weeks later, you're going to meet them for coffee and they don't show up. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I got a job over at Golden West or I got a job over at, well, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, this is what I hear. I got a job. I mean, I got I got sober. I got sober. I got a job. I got a truck. 
I got a girlfriend. I got drunk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's put put it to a set of chords, and you got a song. <laughs> you, 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 you almost do. So so sometimes getting in, getting <clears throat> employment. In other words, it's a distraction. If you don't have to do it, it's better to focus on your recovery. Um, you know, so that may not be practical for some, but for some people it is. So there, there's that one. Number two, getting into a relationship. That's not necessarily true though. What? Because I was two months sober when I started McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. So I think sometimes it's yeah, better. Yeah, look what happened to you. <laughs> really? <Right. laughs> <laughs> it was down spiral from there. <laughs> but no, well, I think that helped rare. me though. But that's rare. That's rare. Yeah. Did you have to work? I didn't have to work, but I did because if I would have sat around it. Right, right. Not but good. see, I would have said, why are you sitting around? Why aren't you in a me- meeting that. three times a day? Why aren't you working the steps? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you going well, with Well, I was doing all that too. Yeah. Oh, so you weren't sitting around. Well, not, well, in between doing all that, yeah. I mm, guess. Contradiction. <laughs> Shut mm. up. <laughs> uh, number two, getting into a relationship within your first year of recovery. Now, this, this is really a very opinionated issue. Because there are people in our 12-step fellowships will say, well, that's a treatment thing. That's not in the big book. Or that's mm-hmm. not in the basic text. Uh, no, but using wisdom is. And, again, another distraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, And what happens a lot of times is people in their recovery fellowships will get into relationships with people in their recovery fellowships. And now you got two dysfunctional people <laughs> dragging each other down. You know, uh, the next thing you know, they're playing house. And next thing you know, they're getting into a fight and one steals the rent. I mean, the stories go on and on and on because they haven't matured in their new way of thinking yet. Um, they're not ready for that. But I can't do this by myself. You told me so. So then they latch on to a significant other in their first. And this happens in their first couple of months many times. <laughs> And I'm like, you're not even healthy enough to go out to coffee with yourself, let alone with somebody else that's really not working a program. I've heard tale of that, that they'll get into relationships and one will be farther along into their recovery. And this is really just going to cause problems down the line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have somebody that's got 10 years, you got somebody that's got two weeks, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And they're just not going to be on the same page for each other. They're not. Somebody with two weeks is not going to understand how... Talking to, uh, yeah, it's just a mess. It can turn into a mess. Two so. different worlds. It's just yeah. a matter of wisdom. It's not a treatment thing. You know, there's a lot of things that aren't in the big book. Don't eat hemlock. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little wisdom. Yeah, not, huh? not in the big book. What's hemlock? hemlock? It's a, po- it's a horribly poisonous thing. It's a poisonous plant. No. <laughs> Something you, know, you put in spaghetti. Now you're people say, well, show me in the big book where that is. Well, show me in the big book where don't rub poison oak on your face. <laughs> Where's that in the big book? Don't they call it 13 step? Oh, yeah. Well, well, 13 stepping is when you're focusing in on another per- person for the purpose of pred- oh. pred- predatory. Predatorial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's more of a predatory so thing. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So, so that's just not now. Some people are listening are going to disagree. Well, I got into it. I met my girlfriend or my wife or whatever. We met in AA or we met in NA. Well, good for you. I'm glad it's working out for you. But as as what is usually common is mm. that it doesn't work out well. 
within, you know, your first year of recovery. Mm. I mean, my gosh, you don't even know who you are yet. You <laughs> right. haven't even sober long enough yet. Yeah. So that can eclipse your recovery. That can overshadow it. Uh, number three, making large purchases or what I call makeup spending. Ooh. Makeup spending mm-hmm. in early recovery. Mm-hmm. It's a form of medicating. Makes you feel better. Yeah. It's a form of medicating. Mm-hmm. You know, so. It's not healthy, but it was fun no. at the time. You'll need a job. <laughs> That's why I got the job. <laughs> yeah, you need that job that you don't have to have to. <laughs> Maybe you yeah. better go get a job. Yeah. Right? You're gonna need I need a job. second job now. So that's that part of I got a job, I got a truck, I got a you know, yeah. I got a job, I got a boat, I got a job, I bought a house. The assistant like, manager <laughs> as a date. Yeah. yeah. Screw that. Uh-uh. No. But people will do the makeup spending thing. People that are in long term recovery will do makeup spending. <laughs> you know, and don't let guys fool you. Guys love to do makeup spending. We love our toys. Oh heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> We really love our Who toys. doesn't love another set of boots? Oh, Lord. Yeah. Marv does. There you go. <laughs> Did you ever buy something that you really knew you couldn't afford, Marv? Once. Once? <laughs> Was it a vehicle? Yes. <laughs> oh, How did I know? oh, there's a story there. How did I know that? Is that that one? No. Oh, no. Okay. No. No, actually, no, actually, it was a horse trailer. Horse trailer? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you need something for the horse. I know, but this this was probably a little fancier than what I needed. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even have a horse at the time. Oh. <laughs> uh, number four, going to meetings. Now we're talking about 12-step recovery meetings. Go to, going to meetings for the fellowship, but avoiding the step work. Classic. Classic. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I'm going, you know. Now, I got to tell you, however, in the beginning... I went because it was a safe place to go. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about anything. So it was okay in the very beginning. But when you keep doing that, and the only reason mm-hmm. you're going there is, you know, to get a pat on the back and drink bad coffee. And, and it's your fault. You know, people that aren't real alcoholics, people that aren't truly addicts, maybe they're just abusers. They can probably go, just go to meetings, drink bad coffee, and talk about their day. Mm-hmm. Good for them. That's, that's great. But people that really are the real deal, I don't know. Don't know. People say, well, I did it. Well, maybe you're not an alcoholic. Maybe you just abused alcohol. You know, and that's another show. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you're going to have to discuss that one of these times. <laughs> oh, and we have before. We can do it again. Yeah. There, there, There's a huge difference, but it, there, but it looks like a very fine line mm-hmm. because uh, the way it displays, the behaviors and things mm-hmm. are, are very similar. Um, getting too buried in service work that you neglect your own health. I've done that. And have that you? is horrible. Don't yeah. ever. Uh, uh-uh. Yeah. No. I so, did. So what have you done? Three. At my home group, I did a meeting, every meeting for a month. It was, and I was two years sober, but that's when my grandma died. You but were, it was you were still, chairing it? Mm-hmm. Every day. Oh, every day? Like, it's four times a week. Right. Four yeah. times a week. For a month. You were chairing a meeting four times a week for a month. Uh-huh. See, now some people would say that isn't overdoing it, but for you it was, right? Yeah, because I was, I can't talk today. I was already emotional. So doing it for a month just was not healthy. Was not a healthy Mm -hmm. thing. Hmm. Ever got so busy, Marv, doing doing something that you just kind of neglected your own health? Just with the horse business. With the horse business? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you weren't taking care of yourself, but you were taking care of them horses. Got on overload a couple times. You bet. You bet. 
Uh, number six, keeping the mindset that meetings alone will keep you sober. That can eclipse your recovery. Again, it kind of falls into, well, just, just going to meetings, I'll be okay. You know, it, you know, I got to tell you, I never relapsed more in my life than when I was going to meetings. I was huh? a 30-day wonder. I was oh, going to meetings right. every time those doors were open, but I wasn't doing anything other than putting my blessed assurance in a chair. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, all but, I was doing. Go ahead. There were seeds being planted, though. There were. Yeah, there were. But if I but those seeds, the thing what I'm saying is, though, is if 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 that hadn't happened, um, if I hadn't got up off my rear end and actually done some of the work, if I continued just to go, I probably would not have gone anymore. I probably would but be that, dead today. That was a process you had to go through for yourself <clears throat> at the time. Yes, but I've seen a lot of people go to meetings <laughs> and not do anything else and. They disappear or they die. And people say, well, they, they relapse because they stop going to meetings. Really? Mm, yeah. I don't think relapse. I think you stop going to meetings mentally way before you stop going to meetings. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's what I'm saying. Because you relapse before you actually take the drink. I'm just saying if you st- if you have a mindset that just by going to meetings, I'm going to be okay, mm. I think that you may be in dangerous ground if that's all you're doing. No, I agree. Right at some point, but you're right, Marv. It, th- there were seeds planted. If I hadn't been going to meetings, I wouldn't have heard about the steps to work the steps, mm-hmm. for instance. So you're you're absolutely right about that. Well, you there, Denver Doodle. Doodle. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm digesting all. This. He's digesting. I've heard that before. You know, if you're leaning on meetings, you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. So right. At some point, you're going to be involved in in an in your recovery enough that I think you're going to move forward or you're not involved. Right. And that's, it's not going to work. Now here's one that is going to be controversial too. Having more than one sponsor to work the steps causing confusion. Let me explain. We addicts and alcoholics are very manipulative and we will do mom against dad. (laughs) You know, all the years. well, my sponsor over here says to do the step this way. My sponsor over here says to do it this way. So I'm going to pick the one that's most uh-huh. comfortable, most gentle, you know. And so there there is a, a mindset that says it's good to have more than one sponsor. Now, I understand, you know, even though even the word of God says a man with many counselors, you know, is going to benefit more than, you know, just having one. But I think for the purpose of actually doing the step work, I think you need to stick to one guy. Now, I've had several people that I was accountable to. They call them sponsors. I mean, they, they, they sponsored me in many, many ways. But I had one guy that did the step work with me. And I think that's wisdom. I think you get too many voices. Well, he said that. That doesn't agree with this. And, you know, and then we get confused. You know what I mean? So what are your thoughts, Marv? What do you think about that? Oh, I agree with you to a point. Right. Um, there is wisdom in a multitude of counselors, mm-hmm. but you have to really have a lot of discernment about what's really going on as you're listening to these other people, these uh, sponsors or uh, spiritual advisors or, right. or whatever. And, and uh, that's where I think that 
quote on a coin where it says, to thine own self be true is very mm. important. Right. And sometimes I know myself, uh, sometimes I have a hard time finding that spot, finding, you know. Sure. So um, I have two people that I go to. Right. And and I keep it pretty much to in them. that space. Yeah. 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 Uh, work here's uh, number eight. Working in the recovery field and thinking that will suffice as your recovery program. In other words, maybe you're a drug and alcohol counselor, or maybe maybe you work at Adult and Teen Challenge, or you know, or you or you work as a volunteer uh, somewhere that where it, recovery is a big focus, and thinking that that is working your program. I don't agree with that at all. That that would be working your program? Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, do think? That, that's not working your program. That's working a program. Right. Most certainly, and you are helping others. But you have to get to that point where you're taking care of your own health, too. Yeah, you got to do the step you got to break away from that and go uh, seek counsel mm-hmm. and spend time and fellowship with one or two. Like Marv says, you know, I have some elders that just bring beautiful insight to me. I think too many cooks, as you said, sponsors could spoil the stew. Yeah. You need to take uh, your main direction and share wholeheartedly with one individual during that. So, yeah, breaking away from uh, helping others at, at first, per se uh, Teen Challenge, yeah. You're excited to do it, and I believe maybe you've heard that before. I'm I'm here doing this all the time, and this is me working. No, it's not you working your program. No. You're a part of a program, and you're doing great stuff here, but you've got to take care of yourself. You You will never learn more about your own character defects... Than when you work with another alcoholic, uh, or amen, huh? <laughs> amen. You, that is the truth too. Then you really don't like were. yourself afterwards. They your, will be blaring. Your, <laughs> your button will be pushed. Yeah, my sponsor is brutal, and I've had the same one since I got sober. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really important, and it is a it is a huge cause for uh, our contributor, I should say, uh, for people in the professional. Mm. Uh, uh, drug and alcohol counseling field, peer support specialists, licensed drug and alcohol counselors, um, mentors, uh, uh, p- people that are pastors that are involved in this, uh, for them going back out to whatever it is they do that takes them out, mm-hmm. whether it's pornography, whether it's drugs and alcohol, whatever it may be, overspending, not taking care of themselves, but working really, really hard, helping to um, help other people. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my relapse signs in treatment that I discovered was being so busy doing God's work that I was so busy doing that, that I totally f- put aside my relationship with him mm-hmm. and was, wor- and was working with other people. And it was a huge relapse sign. Um, number nine, living in a so-called sober living environment mm-hmm. where the only focus of recovery is sobriety. Mine was a joke. Was it? <laughs> I was living with Walter at the time. Come on now. There are <laughs> poor Walter. No, no, no. We beat him up a lot on this show. Um, so here's the thing: there are sober living environments (SLEs) they call them, um, where there is a no tolerance policy when it comes to illicit drugs or alcohol, but everything else is fair game. And that is not a recovery environment. Mm-mm. People are allowed to come in and service the uh, members of the house, 
whether it's a women's house or a men's house. Uh, children are allowed to run around in an adult facility and be very disruptive. Uh, visitors come and go like crack addicts at a crack farm. Um, you know, uh, curfews are not kept. Um, pornography is allowed on the internet and all in the name of recovery. That's not recovery. You know, our problem, our core problem is not drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. Those are symptoms. Our core problem is our lack of relationship with our creator. And when you're developing a relationship with your creator, those other things begin to fall off. Mm-hmm. Those other things that are damaging. And if you're living in a sober living environment where that stuff's encouraged, but the only thing that's not is using drugs and alcohol, I will tell you, it will overshadow your recovery every single time. And see, that's how a lot of the Oxford houses are. They allow everything else, but just not those two things. And they don't do anything about it. That's why I don't like, I don't care for. And, and let me just say, that has been our experience locally, mm-hmm. but as is not necessarily true with all of them. Yeah. Right. But I, I know se- several – anytime you have a self-governing, sober living home, mm-hmm. you are – there's a recipe for trouble. You know, you're kind of letting the inmates run the asylum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not too good of an idea. <laughs> you know. I was really surprised um, going along with what you're saying, Tony, um, that uh, I always thought – and, of course, this is what I get for assuming that if you were living in an Oxford house, that part of the deal was you'd go to AA meetings or NA meetings. Right. Either one. I found out uh, here about a month ago, it shows you how naive I am. They don't do that at all. No, they if don't. If you're in an Oxford house, you don't have to go to meetings. Right. They don't follow. It, they have a tendency not to follow their own bylaws a lot. And it just blew me away. And, and and not to pick on Oxford, but there's a lot of sober living homes that are like that. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and they're just not. And you, you say, what percentage of the people go to meetings that are here and maybe one out of 12 that are living there, uh, if you're lucky? And that one will be very frustrated because he's going or she's going and none of the house is going. And they're trying to they, – they're coming back to a so-called sober living environment where sober living is the only thing that's happening is sober but they're not in recovery, and it's very frustrating. And that, and you're really kind of back in a dysfunctional household again. Well, every, and this is just my experience. Every person I've worked with, or woman I worked with that was in Oxford, they've relapsed mm. because they're not going to meetings or doing the work or anything. Yeah. They just leave. I never see them again. Yeah. So, so you got to be careful. You got to be careful about your sober living environment that it's not eclipsing your recovery. Because mm-hmm. if it if it is, you need to get out of there. You know, and that's not always easy because sometimes it's easy to get in someplace, mm-hmm. but then to get someplace else to move to maybe maybe a different thing. It's tricky stuff. Here's number ten: looking at other mood and mind altering chemicals as different than your drug of choice. <laughs> they are different. Yes. Yeah, but you can get addicted to anything. Oh, I didn't justify that a bit. <laughs> I just said they are. <laughs> so a lot of this has to do with prescription drug abuse. I mean, you know, I don't know. And it still goes on. Well, my doctor prescribed it. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be okay. And it says take as needed. Yeah. You don't tell a drug addict to take as needed. Because <laughs> Cause they it's, need. It's needed. <laughs> A lot, you know. 
<laughs> Sometimes uh, I'll do med calls, and it seems like people just show up to take some pills. You know, they're substituting. Oh, I know. Yeah, they're it's substituting like, uh, ibuprofen. This, this for that. You bet for that. So uh, yeah, it's just uh, in a an addict's nature mm-hmm. to pick something up new, and it doesn't have to be drugs or any. You pick up some. We go obsessively with an addictive nature. Sure. You know, you, uh, I took up a hobby. And uh, if I take up a hobby, I I go all out, right? You know, and overboard, shall right. we say? And uh, I got to be careful of that. So, what's something that has that you guys have experienced? Has let's start with Marv that has eclipsed your recovery, Marv? Work, <laughs> work. Yeah. Too much work. How about you, Tony? Oh. I don't want to answer. You don't want. You don't want to answer. Okay, how about you, uh, there, Denver? I'll just go with work, like Marv did. Well, work is definitely one that uh, gets in the way. You get you get clean. You want to stay busy, right? We, we want to stay busy, and we forget to take care of ourselves. But yeah, uh, work. All those right there. I mean, everything you touched on is yeah uh, can affect it most certainly. I'll be talking? honest. Okay, he's sitting right there. <laughs> Oh, James? James. <laughs> I never want to get away from him. He's go good meetings. I'm like, no, I want to Oh, so he doesn't eclipse your recovery. No, I, you mm-hmm. uh, you do that to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I didn't right, want James? to answer. <laughs> He's shaking his head yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, go. I'm like, well, I want to leave. Because, and so kind of going back to what Marv said, um, Okay, meetings themselves aren't going to keep you sober, but if that's where the seeds are getting planted and you're not going where the seeds are being mm-hmm. planted, your garden's probably going to dry up, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like But I did go all week and two were canceled. Oh, okay. Justification. Good. Mm-hmm. That eclipses recovery, too. <laughs> I really uh, like number 10. Number 10? Yeah. About where, the different stuff? Yeah, where uh, I came into the program wanting to get sober. Right, and as as you go in uh, farther, your walk with Christ suddenly you realize, oh, there's a lot more to me right. that needs some correcting mm-hmm. than, than, than just, just my drinking habits. Right, you know the right. drinking fall, falls away, and more is revealed. So, how many yeah. people do you guys know, or if you can count on your hand, that you know within our twelve step fellowships today that really have justified? Smoking marijuana. Oh, my God. Why? Especially oh, we, now that it's legal. We've had this talk. Yeah. I. Well, it's legal. It's almost like, well, the doctor gave it to me, right? It's the same kind of mentality. Uh-huh. Well, it's legal, so now I'm not being an active addict if I get stoned. What? I used to live with one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a big deal. But he wasn't in recovery either. No. No. But the, I'm talking about people that claim to be... In a recovery environment, oh, a recovery okay. lifestyle, okay. and they're saying, well, you know, yeah, it's not that big of That's a deal. Kind of At least I don't drink. With the prescription thing you're talking about, too. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there well, like that. Well, maybe it is a good thing. At least I don't drink. Because <laughs> we didn't like you drunk. <laughs> so so what I what I have to ask myself, if I start thinking like that, is what is going on? in my spiritual maturity, mm-hmm. if I feel like changing the way I feel to that extent of being stoned or creating a euphoric feeling from certain opiates that is so strong, what is going on with my spiritual connection with God if I feel I have to do that? It's not growing, probably. Probably not growing. 
And isn't the whole point of the 12-step model to grow spiritually mm-hmm. in relationship with God? Isn't that really the, the, the whole bottom line? It is in the books I read. But not everybody gets that, unfortunately. Well, not quickly. Not everybody yeah. gets it quickly. No, I mean, not everybody gets it quickly. Yeah, it may come on uh, later. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, if getting high is stopping you from being that obnoxious drunk that breaks everything, <laughs> possibly you should get high during that step of your life. So, <laughs> not condoning all oh that, but I'm just God. saying. I'm just saying. Wolfie. <laughs> Justification. There you go. Yeah. Well, I used to say, you know, if uh, I'd rather see you sitting at home and not being able to get off your couch because you're so stoned <laughs> than you'd be out and driving in public drunk. But now people are driving in public stoned. I mean, people said, oh, that won't happen. It'll be illegal. Well, it's happened. Mm-hmm. And we've had deaths where uh, traffic accidents have occurred where marijuana was the only substance they were under the influence mm-hmm. of. It wasn't mixed with anything else. Oh, people say, well, that'll never happen. Well, it's happened, and it continues to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's another show too. And I did a pot show one time a couple years ago. Boy, did I get hate mail! <laughs> well, we were just discussing that the other day at the table. And I thought that's where you were leading, but then you tied it in as simply recovery people, right? Yeah, that's a substitute, thing. right? Right. So, any who's it? There you go. So. Listeners, what is eclipsing your recovery? Only you know that, and you've got to be honest with yourself. You, you just got to you got to sit back, take a personal inventory, and say, you know, really is the quality of my life really where I really truly want it? And if it's not, what what am I allowing to overshadow it? You know, um, the Word of God says that we need to give up everything that besets us uh, and turn our wills and our lives over to the care of God. And by the way, as we understand him, isn't as we understand it, she, them, <laughs> how we, we want it. Right. It's how, as we understand, it's a growing, continual understanding of him. It's a, it's an action term. It's like, this is what I'm doing as I'm walking to the Circle K to get my Red Bull. Hmm. Could be a substitute. Could be a Ew. substitute. <laughs> But the, the whole, my whole point is, it's, you know, as we understand, as we move in our understanding of him, hopefully the things that shadow our recovery become less and less, and we make more of these things a priority in our lives. Mm-hmm. So our closing song today is something <clears throat> I want you all to listen to. It's short. <laughs> oh, Lord. Like the eclipse. And, <laughs> and here we go. Mama streams. It's really weird. The sun is gone. It's disappeared. It was here, but now it's done. I'm sure I'm gonna miss that yellow sun. We all yelled, oh, mom, gee whiz. The sun is where it always is. It's just tucked in behind the moon. The sun will be back very soon. So listen, mom, just read our lips. Just say it twice, solar eclipse. So listen, mom, just read our lips. Just say it twice, solar eclipse. So, 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 solar eclipse. To tell you the truth, I'm getting a little sick and tired of this stupid song. So, so, so. Oh my! All right, stop right there. Stop. Whoosh! That was close. Now listen, all you silly people, get back to work. It's over. The stupid thing is over. And until our next broadcast, we're wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Now get back to work. 
This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat. She's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 meow. <laughs>